So this, this whole month, we're working on a, on a four-week series around mindfulness. And we started off our mindfulness with mindful connection. It was The topic was just breathe, which takes us back to that connection within, uh, within each of us. Last week, we looked then at from that mindfulness, from that connection, we create mindful intention. Today, we're going to look at that from that mindful intention, we begin to speak it into form. We create mindful speech. And next week, we'll take a look at mindful action. And all of this is based uh, loosely on the Noble Eightfold Path of, of Buddhism. Um, and so, so that you know how that works. And so the flow, the way that this all thing, whole thing works is that we first connect with mind. We first connect with that source so that everything that comes after flows from that mind or source through us. We're, we're engaged in the law of radiation, which is constantly uh, working through and, and as us, and we are working with this, that what we radiate out is what manifests in our lives. It's been called the law of attraction, but that's the kind of the, the opposite viewpoint that something's out there that needs to come over here. The real truth is we're radiating out from within us that consciousness in whatever way it is. And so we want to radiate from this, this mind, this capital M mind, from this divine source, and not from small mind, not from old conditioning or reaction to, to circumstances. And from there, once we, we are connected to that source, we can mindfully intend. We can then follow that by mindfully speaking that, into, that intention into existence, and then we can walk that mindfulness into action. Thich Nhat Hanh uh, says that there are four aspects to mindful speech. First is speak truthfully. Speak truthfully, just what's in front of you. Second is don't speak with forked tongue, and which is to say one thing to one person and another thing to another person, and I'm usually trying to curry favor with, with uh, different people and, and take on. So I'm, I become a chameleon, and I'm not, there's no real center to me. So don't speak with a forked tongue. Speak, speak honestly and directly. The third one is to not speak cruelly, and the, the balance of that is to speak kindly. If, if through old habits or old patterns we do speak cruelly or, or unkindly, we clean it up quickly. We do what needs to be done to clean that up. And then the, final, uh, the fourth aspect of mindful speech is to not exaggerate or embellish. So if I'm looking at something, I'm just looking at what I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm saying that. I'm not in, uh, making it so much bigger than it is. I'm not making it so much smaller than it is. It's just what it is. And, and he says, we speak from the seed of Buddha that is in us. We would, as religious scientists, we say we speak from the one mind that is within us, the divine mind that is within us. And those of you who are familiar with the four agreements will recognize this as the first agreement, which is to be impeccable with your word. Don Miguel, Don Miguel Ruiz says that your word is the power that you have to create. Through the word, you express your creative power. Your intent manifests through the word and use the word to share love. Use the word to share your love. Powerful thing to do. In Buddhist teaching, mindful speech is based on mindful thought. Speech is our thought expressed aloud. And this is why it's so important to do our work, to clear out our own hurt and sufferings that affect the divine flow so that we can express, again, from mindfulness instead of from woundedness. And then also at the foundation of mindful speech is deep listening. Deep listening. Compassionately listening brings healing. 
As a practitioner, when working with a person, the first step is to listen. Li- listen. I seem to have a little stuff going on with my mouth today. Please forgive me. Listen compassionately without judgment. The first step is to compassionately listen to that person. And when we we simultaneously recognize their experience of their situation without buying into it being a truth that must always be. And I, w- I always like to say that a practitioner will listen to you with deep compassion and not believe a word you're saying. Recognizing that it is your experience. It's real as your experience, and yet there's a truth that is beyond that. Ernest says we don't deny the reality of the condition. That would be stupid. You know, if you get a diagnosis, we got a diagnosis. But we deny that it has to continue. That's where we move in consciousness, is denying that just because this is doesn't mean it has to always be this way. Louise Hay says that you can't clean your house if you can't see the dirt. And right mindfulness sees the dirt and sees past the dirt to the divine nature that's within and as us all. We're seeing that right now in, in, with the call that we see in, in, the, uh, uh, in the country to say their names. Actually, it's in the world. To say their names with the Black Lives Matter movement. To call out the dirt that has been swept under the rug and for so long and so long and hidden away until it's now stinking to high heaven, as the song says. When we learn spiritual mind treatment, we learn of a process that's called denial and affirmation. Denial is the process of calling out and casting out what we no longer want in our lives, whether it's sickness or poverty or failed relationships, whatever it is that we don't want in our lives anymore, we say, no, I'm saying no to that. And on a global scale, war and and racism, we can say no to that. You know, yesterday, our, our practitioner, Mary Wilde, asked that we do the process of speaking their names of the black lives who were killed while unarmed. And so, and, and take a breath, because this is going to be a little difficult part of, of, of what we're going to experience. This is part of when I said change is messy, messy. We're going to get messy here for a, a little bit. So this calls to the surface, the conditions we no longer want to continue. It calls to the surface what we do not want to continue. Hmm. As we hear their names, we can judge them. We can say, oh, that's a good person. Oh, that's a bad person. That probably, person probably got, you know, pretty much deserved that. But what we're really looking at is neither one of those. We're, we're really looking at are the most recent faces of a centuries-old pattern that has existed in Western culture. We're looking at the latest people to be engaged in and to suffer from this process of racism. And just as we have many of us who have done our own healing work have discovered most of our dysfunctional behaviors, most of our dysfunctional patterns that we each have in our own life were inherited. And if we really explore, we can find they were inherited through generations. You know, when I look at, at my mother, who was, was not the greatest person to be around, I finally became aware of what she came from and said, oh, I get an understanding. And then I get to make a commitment that I don't choose to pass most of that on in my lifetime and do what I can to start to taper that away, to start to dissolve that. In order to heal these dysfunctional patterns, we have to be able to truly see them. It doesn't do any good to bounce around and pretend it's not there. And we see them with compassion instead of with blame, shame, or guilt. Because the truth of the matter is we're all victims and practitioners both of a disease, of a dysfunctional pattern known as racism. 
we're all engaged in this process. And it won't change until we look in the, fa in the face and choose no more. So we don't do a spiritual bypass which says, oh, it's all God, it's all good, don't worry. You know, yeah, yeah, that's very you know, nice, but that's not the truth. We don't do a, a, a whitewash, and I use that term quite literally, whitewash uh, over the thing. Excuse me. Thich Nhat Hanh has some guidelines for compassionate listening that I would like to invite us to engage in as we listen. And he says, you have to practice breathing mindfully in and out so that compassion stays with you. So I'm going to invite us all to start to breathe mindfully in and out. To get centered to that place where we're not, we're not in the second agreement either or, or violating a second agreement, which is don't take things personally. We're listening with compassion without letting it cling, but letting it awaken us. You say to yourself, I am listening to this person not only because I want to know what is inside them or to give them advice, I am listening to them just because I want to relieve their suffering. Just because I want to relieve their suffering. So we have a video that I'm going to uh, play here. Let me get screen sharing going. And what this is is a video of the faces and the names of somewhere over a dozen people who have been, um, as it says, their lives cut short. So give me just a moment as I pull this up. And we're going to go to this point here. So I'm going to ask you to invite you to say the names out loud, as it says, so that each one of us may never forget their lives mattered. Eric Garner. John Crawford III. Sandra Bland. Michael Lorenzo Dean. Oscar Grant. Michelle Cusseau. Emmett Till. Tony McDade. Nathaniel Harris Pickett, Jr. Philandro Cassio. Tamir Rice. Jamar Clark. Remember to keep breathing. Alteria Woods. Botham Jean. Alton Sterling. Tanisha Anderson. Dana Martin. Walter Scott.
Pamela Turner. Shelley Frey. Michael Brown. Breonna Taylor. Ahmed Arbery. Ahmad Arbery, excuse me. And George Floyd. Trayvon Martin. Let's spend a moment just breathing. Keep breathing and let your heart break open. We don't have to fix this, nor do we pretend it didn't happen. We just listen with mindful compassion. Again, Thich Nhat Hanh says, when we listen with our whole being, we can diffuse a lot of bombs. Take a good deep breath. The other side of denials, of saying what we don't want, no more of this, is affirmations. I like to equate it to we pull the weed out of our garden that we don't want, and we plant the plant that we do want into the garden. Affirmations are the claiming of what we do want. Those who are in the, currently in our sacred circles and reading the seven whispers are familiar with the idea of moving at the pace of guidance. Moving at the pace of guidance. This is mindfulness. This is stepping away from the world of speed and distraction before we race off to go do something. We listen deeply to what is calling to be done through us and as us. As we engage in mindful speech, we realize that we don't have to run off and sell our ideas to everyone, you know, blot it out there to everyone. We first speak mindfully to ourselves because all change begins within. All change begins within. Thich Nhat Hanh says that to practice mindful speech, sometimes we have to practice silence. Then we can look deeply to see what our views are and what internal knots give rise to our thinking. Silence is a time for looking deeply. And there are times when silence is truth. What I want to say about this is not, this is not the silence of consent. I'm just not going to say anything because I don't want to get involved in it. This is the silence that has the courage to go deep within. So what comes out is truly mindful speech and action. It's a different silence. It's a very different silence. The martial artist goes deep within and then releases the tiger of action. But the tiger must be directed mindfully or it will devour everything. So as a spiritual counselor, as a practitioner, there are times when I've been in sessions and I've listened to a person and had no idea what to say in response to the pain I'm hearing. In fact, there were a couple of cases where I wanted to just run out of the room because it was so uncomfortable to just be in the room with this pain. And it's these times that bring me to hum the humble remembrance that it's not me who's doing the work. 
I'm not the one doing the work here with this person. And that's when I turn to spirit within more deeply, more powerfully, and say, I have no idea what to do here. This is yours. And usually, well, sometimes slowly and awkwardly, and sometimes with amazing swiftness, the client come to a place of healing. Racism, with its roots in our belief in separation, is one of those conditions. The pain is so great. The roots are so deeply ingrained and intertwined. It's such a Gordian knot that we will not unravel it through, just through our intellect, which has both created it and is captured by it. And so ours to do is deep, compassionate, mindful listening, connecting deeply with the one mind and clearly and courageously speaking truth free of our own personal constrictions to let a new way of life, something is beyond our current ideas manifest. That is our call is to connect with that infinite presence, to be mindful and then to speak mindfully and to intend mindfully and to act mindfully. So this week I'm going to invite us to do three things. Number one is first bottom line, spend time mindfully breathing and connecting to source. This is the foundation of everything else. If we're not doing this, especially as, as you know, to, to, as Mary said, as the changes are going on in the heavens and the changes are going on in the earth, we're going to be washed away. So spend time mindfully connecting to that source that is greater than all the circumstances. Second practice is listen with compassion to those around you and to the thoughts within yourself. And remember to not take things personally. We're listening with compassion. Thirdly, be mindful of your speech this week. There's a wonderful acronym called THINK. And it's, it asks the questions, is what I'm about to say, is it capital T, true? Is it capital H, helpful? Is it capital I, inspiring? Is it capital N, necessary? And I've heard this said, does it improve on silence? Does it improve on silence? And then finally, is it capital K, kind? Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind? So I invite you, I, I you know, perhaps give a thumbs up if you're willing to do uh, these three spiritual practices. Me, mindfully breathing and connecting to source, listening with compassion to those around you, and being mindful of your own speech this week. Are we good for up for that? Great. Thank you. I'm going to close with a quote, and for Brent and Amy, it's a fairly, again, a fairly extensive quote, so hang on until we get to the affirmation. And this is from Thich Nhat Hanh. This is kind of what he, how he summarizes this um, mindful speech. Aware of the suffering caused by unmindful speech and the inability to listen to others, I am committed to cultivating loving speech and deep listening in order to bring joy and happiness to others and relieve others of their suffering. Knowing that words can create happiness or suffering, I am determined to speak truthfully with words that inspire self-confidence, joy, and hope. I will not spread news that I do not know to be certain and will not criticize or condemn things of which I am not sure. I will refrain from uttering words that can cause division or discord or that can cause the family or the community to break. I am determined to make all efforts to reconcile and resolve all conflicts, however small. So join me together in our affirmation, which is pulled from that, that quote that I just did. 
knowing that words can create happiness or suffering. I am committed to cultivating loving speech and deep listening to bring joy and happiness to others and relieve others of their suffering. Let's say it one more time together. Knowing that words can create happiness or suffering, I am committed to cultivating loving speech and deep listening to bring joy and happiness to others and relieve others of their suffering. And so it is.